Good evening. So good to have Richard and Sarah with us tonight and Trish. Welcome. you know we're standing with you all out there. Um, before service, I was reading <clears throat> Psalm 5. Super familiar psalm. Um, Hearken unto the voice of my cry, my King and my God, for unto thee will I pray. My voice shalt thou hear in the morning. O Lord, in the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee, and we'll look up. And uh, how encouraging is that? Our part is that we, we direct our prayer to the Lord. We direct our trust to the Lord. We look up. Uh, we look up from the, the stuff of the daily life. We look up from the issues that are beyond us. We look up and we direct our prayer to the Lord, and he hears. And that is super comforting. It's a good thing to remember while we go to worship.
Lord, move on our hearts tonight. Have your way. Nice having the folks from the land and Trish here. Uh, I was saying to them, um, it's quite an honor to be a part of what they have been through. You know, transitioning somebody. So, may the Lord refresh Richard and Sarah, Trish, and the entire Basilica family. May the Lord refresh their hearts. I suppose that what, um, no memorial service, is that right? Or is there more discussion? No fanfare, just kind of low, low key. That would be Brother Russ. I thought about telling a story about Brother Russ, but maybe you can ask me later. It's a good one. <clears throat> um, tonight, um, I'll start out. You know how you think about something and then you, you work on something and then it just, things come up and it changes shape and what I'm gonna, what's on my heart is, you know, kind of shifted priorities. But it goes back clear to um, whenever Amy spoke about, what, three weeks ago or more? Where's Amy? And she was referencing the value of the scaffolding that's used to build the building. And that's, um, you know, when I hear something in it, what makes it di the biggest difference if, if it, when it resonates is if whenever it's, it's happening in me, you know, something that the Lord's been touching you, dealing with you, and it's like it's not always such a phenomenal word. It's just like you're, you've been right there with it, and it just it bears witness. Because um, I, I, I think at times we, we take aim at the wrong things, i.e. the scaffolding. Um, like, like Balaam did with the donkey. To finally, the donkey had enough sense to, to uh, set things straight, you know. I never heard a scaffold talk, though. But anyway, um, I'll start here. This is... Uh, this word deals with understanding the way. In the way that God works, the way that God uses us, the things that he uses. And because um, chances are, if, if you and I don't grow to understand and accept, and acceptance, I believe, comes first before understanding. It's like you have to be willing to accept. And frequently when you accept something that's on your plate, um, then it can begin to make sense. Like, it, you, you know, you look back and you can see, oh. But it really began with an acceptance. But if we don't and aren't willing to accept, um, the way God works, chances are we'll get in the way of that work. So this is... Um, Isaiah 35, 8, it says, And a highway shall be there, and a way. When I read that, it's like it just, like, I believe that's prophetic for us tonight. Like a, a way. Like, 
You can talk about there not being a way, but this is and a way will be there. You know, what are you, what are you going to agree with in your heart? What are, what are we willing to voice here? Like, God, I know. It doesn't look like it, but, there, but it says there's going to be a way. When it appears there's no way, he says a way will be made. Like that song that the uh, three high, junior, junior high girls were singing about, about what the Lord says. Right? I forget how it goes, but it caught my attention. And it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those, the wayfaring men, though fools shall not err therein. Um, that's Isaiah 35. I believe, I believe we're being funneled into that way, like it or not. Like, a, you ever see a cattle shoot up here, right? Tim's not here. Is Tim here? They use a cattle shoot, number of Seth, barn guys, Owen, right? Barn guys. To, to, to get the cattle where you want them, they go in a cattle shoot, and it's like they have no alternative. Like they just, they have to move forward. I believe that's the course that we're on to that path. And it's not a cattle shoot, it might be, I would say, a sun shoot, where it's just, it, if, if we're being driven. We don't realize it. We're being driven by the Spirit of God. He was driven, it says in Mark, Mark 1. Is that right? Driven into the wilderness by the Spirit. Driven. Like just, it's almost taken out of your hands and put into the hands of God and we're just holding on for the ride. In a way. I believe we're being moved forward all the while to that path. And it feels all the while like Frequently, there is no path there. Like, I don't know if I'm on the right path. Is, where is the right path? You know, it's not, nothing very clear. But I think we, we would all agree that God uses very unique ways and very, I mean, very specific. I don't know how he does it, but tailored to each one of us, custom, um, to bring us to the point where we really will... <laughs> Surrender. Right? It, you ever notice the, the degree that it can take at times to get through layers of pride? If I, I think the last time I spoke, I was made reference to sometimes people in the most weakened condition and the most dependent are, are the strongest to try to move. And sometimes you can feel so far off the path and yet still resist in pride at times, allowing God to bring you and I to the point where we really will surrender and, and willingly offer. And we liken those, those ways, right? And the means that God uses to, to a scaffolding, right? The means. You, you can't, you can't build a house, can't build a gymnasium, which we're doing now, without scaffolding. But it's not the finished product. It's a means to it. What is the end result is, is Christ. I just realized, um, you know, we, 
snow. Is that snow going off the roof? There's a lot of value in the scaffold. And if anything you can take away tonight is to, to, is to, to not be so quick to diss it or to resist it or to devalue. And we'll try to define, I mean, in your own terms, what scaffolding means. We have scaffolding out back where they guys hunt off of. And how many people have actually either saw moose that you ended up getting or you shot moose off of a scaffold? It's legal to do that, right? <laughs> Make sure it is. Rev Ferguson is not here tonight. So. But, um, you know, our, we have a scaffold that's pretty near, near out here. Now, you know, there was a time you didn't need it. Now it's grown up so much you have to, you have to get up to see it. Um, but you know, if you, when guys come back with that rack, they don't, they don't talk about the scaffolding. Like, someone doesn't ask how, how high was the scaffolding you were using? Was it good condition? Is there still plywood on that? No, you're looking at that rack. I mean, down here, I just realized um, I've been working on putting lights in the drop ceiling all on the top floor. In the first while, I've been, on, I've been on a scaffold actually now for a week. I just realized that. But I started, and Kevin Hayes vouched for this, we were using a stepladder. We had to have a tall stepladder. But when you realize how much more user-friendly and more efficient your job can be just getting on the scaffold to work, it is, it is set, I won't use the word pleasure because it's still work, but it's a lot more efficient. We were kind of wondering how, you know, they have uh, other uh, lifts down there. That, how tall is the ceiling down there, David? 22 feet. 22 feet, right? It's a pretty tall ceiling. Now, and they have been scooting around on uh, another means of, of that helps support the building program, those lifts down there. But the last thing we're doing up top on that 20-some foot ceiling is putting in sound deadening, uh, which just came in today. They were laughing about how, how they would, because now we're going to put the floor in, or the floor is going to, the real gym floor is going in the first of the week. It would be really um, very difficult to maneuver on that floor with those machines. Much better to do it in advance. So the Lord was merciful to bring those, those soundtrack in today. But someone was kidding. They, they could see having to get Brother Abel up on a tall ladder. If they mount these sound absorbing towels on the top. But there, there is a lot of value in the things that God takes us through. Um, and if you don't understand that, you, you tend to kick against it. And you can see the effort and energy that God expends in the resources He uses. You know, to build the scaffolding that just is a support to the building. So you think of what a scaffold is, the way I'm putting it out and the way Amy clearly, was it the Eiffel top? How many, what were we? You, oh, no, 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 yeah. How, how many scaffold, sets of scaffold? 100 tons of scaffolding. No, no, 1,000 tons. 1,000 tons. And then it burned down, burned and melted. Then they had to. Yeah. 
I mean, you almost spend as much time building scaffolding just to build the building. But see, as you do building the building, that's, the, that's what the program car, God, God does not, he does not skimp on scaffolding. He does not skimp on whatever it takes. Scaffolding is just the relationships that God brings into your life. Both the good and the ones that are maybe the painful ones. Scaffolding is, is a, a physical affliction that he brings in. Uh, delay. What else? What, what the scaffolding? I mean, the things that, and the means that God is using to build the building. Affliction. Thank God for guys like Brother John that has just been... I said to a Butch and Lee, I said to Sister Lee yesterday, or actually this morning, I'm so grateful in, in all that they have been through, just one thing after another, you know, for quite some time, and then come, have the cancer come back. So thankful that in the midst of all that, they're not retreating. This, this, this whole community, Whitestone, is scaffolded. Yeah. Each one of us working together or trying to yeah. move forward, it's all scaffolded. Don't Living in Alaska is scaffolding. Yeah, yeah. I'll say that. Delayed springtime is scaffolding. Yeah. Anything else come to mind? Scaffolding. You understand the significance of it. God does not spare in his building program. But you can you you can take aim at it. And, and when you're on the scaffolding, you can never, it's very difficult to have the right perspective. Times you need to step back so you can see progress. Very hard when you're right in the throes of it to be able to get the benefit of what you're going through. And sometimes that's where it's helpful just to get point, another point of reference. Like, talk to somebody. There's no law against talking to somebody. There, we do a lot of talking at times. But I mean where there's heart-to-heart -heart contact. I've said this before, like just to ask somebody, you know, is there anything you see? Is there anything? Would you pray with me in this area? And people, when you do that, every, people take that seriously. I don't know anybody who would ever flip me off when I've gone to them and said, hey, you know, I'm in the middle of something. I just can't. It's like I don't see the purpose in it. It just seems like it is. There's no end in sight. You, can you pray, or you know, and if the Lord speaks anything, you know, there's we we need to be able to see that when you're on the scaffold, right? Um, Ephesians two says, "Now therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints." and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together, together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are builded together for a holy habitation of God through the Spirit. There's no being fitly framed together, right? without the scaffolding. And again, it's not the goal. The goal is Christ. Um, and I think, I think um, a safe place to be, if you're there on the scaffold and you don't understand and you don't 
you can't make sense of it, what God is doing. And the means with which he is fitly joining us together. There has to be the scaffolding. We don't come together apart from it. I know what I am apart from. Uh, it says before I was afflicted, I what? And that's the truth of the matter. But most of us, we need something in our lives to drive us to God. Something comes up where there's a division and there's tension and you, you, it just has a way of, you take it to God and you just, and how, how, many, how many times have, have, have you seen where, there, where God has used something that's been very painful like that between you and somebody else and if you, you stay with it and you stay with it and you don't, you don't avoid it. You don't have to run into it, but I mean, you just don't, you don't avoid it or ignore it. You take it to God and, you, and all of a sudden, there's a let up. And, and you, you come to see, oh my word, like you see something in somebody that you, like you just could not see. And you would not have seen the value of that had you retreated when it got hot, right? That's what I'm really talking about, stay, staying. And the safest place to be, I think, uh, I like this is in Jeremiah 10. It's, it's not in man to know the way to go. I don't know. I don't know the way. I don't know what it's going to take. All I know is if I stay the course, a way, a way will be there. A way. I look at the high school. We have almost five or six graduates here. That's a hard, looking back in my time of life, back then, this is like, I didn't, this kind of, had no idea what, had no idea what was ahead of me, right? If I didn't, you think you know everything, but you really don't. But you're safe if you acknowledge, Lord, I don't know the way. I think I might, but I want to leave room for you to show what your plan is for my life. Lord, if you would unfold it. Sometimes it's like I don't, don't like where I'm at, but I have no idea how to get to where something would really satisfy. I'm pretty convinced myself, left to myself, I would screw it up. Like I really don't know what it takes to, to really bring satisfaction, genuine like peace of mind about what I'm doing and where I'm giving myself. I don't know how to get there, but he does, right? He does. Um, and so again, the time it's not the time to retreat when you don't understand. It says this, He that observeth the wind shall not sow, and he that regardeth the clouds not reap. As thou knowest not what is the way of the Spirit. Thou knowest not. It can, it can look rather obvious what God is maybe doing or what he's not doing. Ever say that more cynically? I know what he's not doing. Not doing. But I don't know the way of the Spirit. Right? He does. Nor how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with child. Even so, thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all. I love that. And I think God, He knows the impossibility. I mean, I can't figure this out. I can't. It's like I, sometimes I'm amazed 
I mean, how long have you folks been out there since 74? Like, how, how, how can a community stay together? I mean, I, only God can keep the place together. Apart from God really blowing and, and, and softening our hearts, the ship's going to, and what, you know, the ship, as it's the way that X-28 is going to break apart anyway. It's just, a, once again, it's just scaffolding. But only God, I have no idea, God knows what it will take to, to knit our hearts together, to be fitly framed to where we are a building that he can say, ah, I can inhabit, I can inhabit that structure. There's a lot of structures. He's not, he's not like, mm, I'm, not, I'm not looking to live in that thing. And I think there's, a, there's something holy that God's doing in our hearts and the hearts of his people abroad that he is jealously longing to fully inhabit, right? Anyway, and when you don't understand, I noticed this, and this might be probably something, maybe the most important thing I, I would say tonight, I guess. It can get real noisy. There's a lot of voices, a lot of activity when you're up against it and you don't have an answer. And the enemy's pushing that line. You gotta have an answer. You gotta have an answer. You know, you gotta have an answer, right? And you don't have an answer. You can't help it. It's, it's maturity to know and come to the point where you understand what is in your power and what is not. And when I don't have an answer, I cannot allow myself to be put on the spot to provide one when I don't have one. I used to do that or think I had to do that. It's sometimes the most peaceful, reassuring thing I can say to somebody is, I don't know. <coughs> right? We know who does know. Don't you know anymore? You can, you can, you can tell. You can. I love, I, I think there's a great need for honesty. Yes. A real need for honesty in our midst. Because people can tell when you're shining them on and when you're giving them something that it's not in your heart, or it's not, it's just, people don't want to be flipped a little yummy, a little piece of candy or something, you know, they, when you're working through something, you, you're looking for something substantial that will sustain you, and that can come through the most unlikely sources in our midst. So be okay with, at times, saying that. I don't know, but I know who does know, right? If you follow me. But that's really the time, that's the time I think it behooves us to get quiet. There, there are things that you can hear on the run and there are just things that God wants to do in your heart that can only be done by you and I taking the time to, to quiet ourselves so that we can sort through all the noise and the cacophony to hear what, what God is really saying, right? This was said of Solomon's temple. And I'm gonna underscore this tonight. I'll say the most important thing I think on the table here. Oh, it hasn't been recording? Just in time for me to say the most important thing. 
says in and the house when it was in building was built of stone was built of stone made ready before it was brought thither do you understand that it we good <laughs> That's not a good sign. It's all scaffolding, yeah. Did you get that point, though? <laughs> the temple. It was made of stone that was made ready before it was brought thither. That's indicative. That's just pointing again to one of the most significant things happening in our midst is the time that we take before God to sow and invest in a relationship and to quiet ourselves and allow, allow the Spirit to, to, to talk to us and to have access. You may not come away with profound answers and direction. That's not, that may be your goal. That's not God's goal necessarily. If, if you just make that connection sometimes, that's all it takes. We can't make this happen if there's no preparation in advance. God's building takes a lot of preparation well in advance before the, those stones are fitly framed. They're going to be, the building's going to have stone that is fitly framed together. And it's not. You can't hammer on somebody and expect them to conform, by the way. It's an inside job, right? I think if we don't get quiet, we're apt to be ever trying to figure things out in our mind. Our mind is just ramped up, ramped up at times, right? But I'll bring us back to uh, Solomon when he started out. His humble beginnings. He says, oh, no, I, I, And now, O Lord, my God, Thou hast made Thy servant kings instead of David my father. And I am but a little child. It's okay to... It takes a childlike heart a ton. That, that was the king. I am but a little child. Not a degrading thing, right? I know not how to go out or how to come in. As uncomfortable as it is at times not knowing how to go out or how to come in. Can I say this? I think it's a much safer place to be in than when you think you know. And when you got it, I got it. It's a safe place to be in. I think it gets God's attention when we acknowledge, I don't know, he does. And I'll, I'll say this too, an important thing about understanding and accepting the way God moves and the way that he's gonna provide, the provision. Remember, a way will be made. It will be made. That's prophetic. It's not, it's not going to be maybe so. A way will be made. 
hope it's to my liking. <laughs> Don't you think that, Lord? I hope I like it when it's provided. Is to understand that he, he moves contrary to the way I think he should. That is so much God. The further I go, the more I understand that he just, if I think I know, he's apt to just pull a fast one at times. Just, just to, not in a hurtful way. But he just, he, he does move contrary to my, my own mind. And I think, I think there's a continual need to, to re-familiarize ourselves with how he's doing, what he's doing presently, what he's doing currently, you know, and not, not be so sure that we know because he throws change ups. And I read this, I think I, I spoke on this a couple of years back about change ups. God does throws change ups in baseball, right? A change up is, is a, a pitcher throws the ball, he throws a fastball. And that goes across the plate about, like, how much? 90-some miles an hour. And, and a good pitcher, will all of a sudden, he'll throw what's called a change-up, and that pitch will come about 70 miles an hour. But the, but, the, but, the, but the pitcher uses the same, a good pitcher will use the same arm motion. Everything looks the same as when he was throwing a fastball. Is that right, Dan? That all of a sudden is coming, and that batter thinks it's coming at, 100 miles an hour, and all of a sudden it comes at 70. He's swinging way ahead of it. That's a change-up. And I just think that's part of God's nature. About the time you and I think we know, or this is the way he did it the last time, right? Then all of a sudden, he moves contrary. Remember Samson, right? What did Samson say? What was the great line? I will, I will go out as at before, or at other times. I will shake myself. He did it before. This is the way it happened before. Played out every time, just like this. And all of a sudden, he just got lulled into sleep. And all this just, uh -uh. you got to watch the way God moves. Right? It says, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of wisdom and knowledge of God. This is Romans 11. He's, he's very unpredictable. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. Right? I think I'm, I am, um, probably in some ways I'm more sure about the things of God, the way he moves than ever. And in some ways I'm very, very less sure. And I'm learning um, to be okay with being less sure and not, not really fully knowing. And that takes a lot of work. And I think, I think God, uh, once again, goes to great. He pulls the stop. Whatever it takes. To really, to draw us into, you know, a place of, of trust, right? You look what it took in Paul's life. Talk about God moving contrary to what 
appeared. You see, all the things that he, that he went through. You know, how many times? Five times, 40 lashes save one. You know, and beatings and shipwreck and all these things. But he says at the end, I've said about, I want you to know that the things that happened to me have fallen out rather for the good of the gospel. If you look at the word rather, that means to the contrary. Everything, everything looks so bleak in the natural. I mean, this guy looked like a loser. Everything that was. And he says. No. Huh? To the contrary. All the while, all that stuff was happening. We go through things and we seem and feel so removed from the spirit. And I know we will look back and see, oh, God was much more nearer to me than what I ever realized. He's just moving to the contrary, right? To what we thought. I love God for doing that. When things appear to, at their worst, frequently God will move, right? That's the same way <clears throat> it happened in, in Esther, right? Love this line. It says, now this is in Esther 9. In the 12th month, that is the month of Adar, on the 13th day of the same, when the king's commandment and his decree drew near to be put in execution, in the day, in the very day that the enemies of the Jews hoped to have power over them. God took it right down. That's the God that we serve. He took it right down to the day when the Jews finally were going to be having the rule over. I mean, that they ruled over. Their enemies were going to have the power. It says, in the very day that the enemies of the Jews hoped to have power over them, Though it was turned to the contrary, that the Jews had the rule over them that hated them. How about that? Can you put that into the hopper? Sometimes he takes us down to the day when that's it. And then he all of a sudden he moves to the contrary to what we think. You know, Paul could say that. Read the list in 1 Corinthians of things he went through. How could he say that it turned for the good? To the contrary, rather, of the gospel. You know why? Because he, he saw that it was scaffold. Had to be there. Those things were needed in his life. This one says, The righteous is delivered out of trouble, and the wicked cometh in his stead and takes his place. Right? Things are going to be turned upside down, folks. Aren't you glad? Don't check out. And I believe we're in a, a daily relationship. Um, that God is using all these things to grow, to grow that relationship and to grow, and to grow our trust. Has to, has to happen. Now this is in John 14. You can turn there if you, if you would like. This is in, in closing, I suppose. Give you a recipe here for the way. If you don't know the way. 
It says in verse 3, it says, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, ye know. And the way, ye know. And this guy had a good question. Thomas, like, he says, uh, Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Like, I would ask that question too. He says, if I'm gone, you know, you know, and you know the way. I don't know the way. I think this is the major emphasis of the, of the Holy Spirit presently. The way ye know, and he says what? I am the way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You know, I think, I think we can ask, I'll just say this, beware of asking the way when in your heart you really know the way to go. Think about it. Right? <clears throat> or we can be asking for the way to go when we just, we don't like the way we're on or the way he's taking us, right? Or we're not getting in a way, right? He says, you search the scriptures. He says, I am the way. This is what I'm going to leave you with tonight. I am the way. You can do a lot of searching. He says, you search the scriptures, but what? But you won't come to me. What's the way you're looking for tonight? Honestly, if you're looking for a way out, you have, to, you have to own that first. Nobody likes to ever admit that. Like, nobody likes to be labeled probably a quitter. We talk a lot about, you know, quitter. And I, I think God takes people, and I don't mean just quitting and leaving here. I mean just quitting, looking for a way out. I think you have to do, honestly do business with God before that. And really plead, God, don't, don't lead me to my own ways, Lord. Whatever you've got to talk to him. Be communicative with the Spirit of God. And if you're looking for a way out, he knows, he, you got, he knows that already. It's like, God. <laughs> and sometimes God gives people a way out. He, he provides and it's not a negative thing. He provides a way of escape. To some, it looks like a way of escape. They just took the way of escape. But God sees something deeper in the heart of an individual that you and I don't know what it takes. It can look like he's given somebody their own way. And that, and that can be painful when you see that. Or it appears that way. And you're, especially when you're not getting your way. And I'm not talking a lot about the way. My way, whose way? My way or the highway? It's going to be his way or the highway. <laughs> but he has a lot of ways, folks. Yeah. 
We serve a God that's so much bigger than what we think. Remember, I said he deals in the contrary. He has a lot of other means. He's got a lot of other... He's, his, he, he never runs out of scaffolding. Never. Now, you go into town, maybe in a big, busy summer, you may not be able to rent scaffolding. It's all... Hey, have no scaffolding to rent. Not so with God's program. He... he he uses multiple ways in a person's life to get them. So just be careful before you bring down the gavel on somebody that may appear to be taking their way. God can, God can still use that, right? Ah, just close with this. I think, honestly, I think if I went to almost anybody here and asked them the way, the, the, you, would come, you would have a, a, a decent answer for me. I really do. I think, I, think, I think we know the way more than we don't know. And sometimes all we can do is encourage some, somebody. Sometimes someone comes looking for the way. Some things are the most uh, directive thing you can give them. Don't look for your phone. Google Maps isn't going to have the answer. It's just to listen. And they talk themselves into the way. Just by, because the, the, the world is starving. And this place at times is starving for listening. Ears. <coughs> Just someone that, that will listen. Yeah. It says here, Psalm 77, I will meditate also in all thy work and talk of thy doings. Thy way, O God. Or his mode, it says, that's really in the Hebrew, the mode of operation. Thy way, Oh God is in the sanctuary. You and I will always find our way, find the way, the way home. It's awful to be out and you want to get home. The way home, folks, is in the sanctuary. <clears throat> Thy way, O God, is in the sanctuary. Who is so great a God as our God? I'll leave you with that. There's no place like the sanctuary. There's no place like the presence of God. Even as short a time as you can get where you really are just... And it doesn't always need to be like a block of time. You know, God can meet you driving and coming, whatever it is, He's... He's not limited. That just if you're seeking, and I'm seeking the presence of God, the way. I am the way. There's no formula. He, he, he can't dispense the way. He says, I am the way. Quit, quit looking for another way when, you, when, when all the resources are available in me if you will come to me. Come unto me. Oh, you are heavy laden. Right? I am the way. The, thy way, O oh God, is in thy sanctuary.
Maybe I, I'm a burden up for this because someone's looking for direct, like crying out for direction. I don't know why. Or confirmation. If you are, it's okay. If, if the Spirit of the Lord uh, move and continue to, to soften our hearts and direct our steps into, into the way of the Lord. Get out of <clears throat> Reading here, this is very clear tonight. <clears throat> I take encouragement knowing that uh, the Lord Himself looked for another way out of what He had to do if it was possible. And the answer was no, it's not possible. Then he saith unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Is there another way? Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And I thought about just, you know, Jesus, our, you know, our forerunner knew what was knew what was coming, knew what was going to be required, and you know everything leading up to this time prepared him to be able to make this decision to lay down his life. I was thinking today how many times the Lord brings me to opportunities to lay down my my life, and I I either take them or I dodge them. But to really really know and and take advantage, as my dad was saying, of what the Lord has, the process that we're in, the way that we're in. There's only one way home, and that's to yield to that process, and that requires really laying down my life. I can try to do this and hold on to my way for a long time, but, but really, eventually, it's only going to be accomplished when I say, Lord, okay, I really want to get what you have for me in this. I'm not holding to something, Lord. And the Lord is so patient with us. It's good not to lose patience with yourself because if we quit on around 25 or 30, you know, boy. But it's like the Lord, the Lord just faithfully brings us back around to say, here's, here's another way. Of, I'm going to keep bringing it back around. This is the way that I've got. This is the way you've got to go. You know, you can run as said. You can, can dodge out of the holding pen. But eventually you're going to come back to this chute and you're going to go through it to get what I have for you. That's the way home. And, uh, and when he says his yoke is easy and his burden is light, when you, have, when you finally yield to the purpose of God in your life, as, as uncomfortable as it is, the, whatever he's got you in, there is light to be had in that place. It, and you get to co-labor as opposed to just striving against. There's a lot of, there's a lot of help when you yield to the, the way of the Lord. Don't want to miss it. Don't want to waste time missing that the, the way the Lord has you in. No, no single day is wasted. I really believe that. There's not a single day wasted in the Lord's. Not a single day of suffering. Okay. Beautiful day. This time of year I realize that the Lord, part of the way the Lord has us in is on the river. I came in and some crazy people were singing Send a River. I don't know what... 
I thought we'd been through this, but anyway, it's coming. Lord, thank you for the challenge tonight, Lord, for the reminder, Lord, of your hand that is in the process of what you have us in, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for what we're surrounded with, Lord, the blessing of uh, the scaffolding here that you've surrounded us with to help us, to help us get home, Lord. The people you have here, the situation you have us in, Lord, strengthen us, Lord, uh, each day, Lord, strengthen Kathy, strengthen Mark, uh, Joanne, Lord, and uh, Hannah, the people helping her, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for uh, Sister Betty, strengthen her, Lord, to feel better. We thank you that you have your hand on the transition of the, the road and the river, Lord. Uh, thank you for the safety ahead, Lord. We ask you for all the needs that surround us, Lord, that uh, you would strengthen each one of those. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>